Hey there, all you dual axe wielding wizard men, and welcome back to Mandatory Side Quest! As always, I'm your host. And I'm Karina. That was a significant pause. Fuck. I'll edit it out so it won't seem as long, but uh, uh Karina's shopping for a utility belt, so she's uh, not paying attention. Alright, look, if you want to do a bit about utility belts, fucking do it now. Get it out of your system. I wasn't gonna do one. Okay. Alright, welcome to this special low-energy, extra-sleepy edition of Mandatory SideQuest. Because, look, I've had a lot of late nights at work, coupled with early mornings for work. So I'm very underslept the last several days. But we are very overdue to record this because, again, it's difficult to record these when I'm getting called into work at the last minute every other night. It's true. It is true. I mean, Karina's probably low energy and sleepy because she's always low energy and sleepy. <laughs> I've also worked, like, for the past, like, six days. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the stuff we've been doing first, or do you want to get into the nerd news first? What stuff have we been doing? I don't know, I assumed you would want to talk about Adventure Zone. Did you forget what it was called there for a second? Yes, I wanted to say Adventure Time, and I knew that was wrong. I suppose... Because somebody got into Adventure Zone super hard this week. Uh, yeah, I really did. Yeah. Um, mostly because I follow a lot of artists on the internet, and, like, a good 75% of them were drawing stuff for Adventure Zone. It doesn't matter that I've been recommending Adventure Zone to her for, like, four months. That that didn't persuade you. Okay, look, here's the thing. It's actually really difficult for me to consume, like, an audio media. Like, my mind just drifts so easily, and it's genuinely hard for me to stay focused on it. Like, I don't know if you've been paying attention to how often I have to, like, go back, like, five or ten minutes at a time, because I just didn't take any of it in. Not really. I'm not really around when you're listening to it. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Well, you've still done, like, 40 hours in a week. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to catch up, so that, like, when the finale comes out in apparently a couple of weeks, I can actually be part of the hype. No, you still got like a month. As of now, there's still at least, maybe this week is in theory the last part of the last intermission. And then there's like a, you know, at least two episodes for the finale. It's gonna be more than two. When have they ever done a two-part story Yeah, when have they ever actually done anything in the amount of time that Griffin thought that they were actually going to do it? Never is the answer. Can we explain Adventure Zone? I just assumed everyone would know because it's fucking Adventure Zone, and surely everyone knows about Adventure Zone. Okay, at this if point. you don't know about Adventure Zone, it's three brothers and their dad playing D and D. It's the McElroy brothers. You probably know them. And Dad McElroy, who is my favorite McElroy. Statistically, you have to know who Griffin McElroy is. He's on like every other YouTube or podcast series. Apparently. I've only seen, like, three things that he's in. He's Monster Factory, he's Touch the Skyrim, he's Carboys, he's World of Peacecraft. He does that podcast about The Bachelor with his wife. Okay. They play D&D, and honestly, half of what makes it really great is the fact that they're all related, and they just constantly give each other shit. Also, they're all actually really funny. And apparently Dad McElroy used to be a radio host, which you can really tell. And he is probably, hands down, like, the most charming and endearing person on that podcast. It's important to note here that Karina never had a father growing up, so all these dad jokes and dad humor 
it's all very new and novel to her. It's important to note here that, like, I didn't grow up without a father, I just grew up with a really shitty father. Yeah. Anyway, Adventure Zone, it's pretty great. I've been drawing for it now and then, and it gets a stupid amount of notes, which, you know, is good, but I have that artist thing where it's just like, oh, and nothing that I put effort into actually gets any attention, but, you know, you can't really do anything about that. It's literally every artist I ever do. Yep. I like that either Travis Justin, I've already forgotten which one is. I like the taco guy. He's good. I've Travis, been... I think? Yeah, that feels right to me. Because I, I think that Justin... No, maybe it is the other way around. Look, there's no bad McElroy's. I think that whoever plays... Magus? Magus? Magnus. Magnus. I think that Magnus is always saying something to Justin. So I think that Justin is Taco. I think. I do not remember. I, 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 the only reason I know that Griffin hosts the show is because every single time they do like their commercial interlude, he always says... Hi, this is Griffin this is McElroy. Your, this is your best friend, Griffin? Yes. Your DM and best friend? And I honestly don't remember their dad's name. I just know him as Dad McElroy. I'm pretty sure it's Clifford. Probably, that seems right. You can tell he's a fucking nerd because he named his son goddamn Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good show. And if you're, if you're, say, the definite listener we sometimes have, who apparently has time to spend three hours watching Critical Role every week, you should definitely give Adventure Zone a shot. I like it. I tried to watch one episode of Critical Role, but to be honest, I wish it was in more bite-sized chunks because I certainly cannot actually consume like an entire episode at a time. I got as far as opening an episode of that Critical Role, sh- role show, saw it was three hours, and was like, no, thank you. I just, I don't, I don't have the time. It's a movie! That's a Lord of the Rings movie! The only reason I can really find the time to listen to the Adventure Zone as often as I do is because I can also do it while I'm drawing, or while I'm driving, or while I'm eating, or while I'm walking around killing time before I have to go to work. Yep. If you're playing it at the moment, you could also do it while you were playing uh, Fallout 4. Apparently. Or Assassin's Creed. Open world games are very good for podcasts, because it's not like you need to listen and pay attention. But yeah, like I've been open for commissions for the past week, so I've just been listening to them a lot while I've been drawing. Which, again, I get so into drawing that I very frequently have to go back, like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes at a time and re-listen to shit. Don't think you understand how difficult it actually is for me to consume an audio medium. I cannot either empathize or sympathize with that. I forget which one is which. I need to, like... Like, it's getting easier because Griffin's getting a lot better at, like, painting pictures, which has definitely helped me with being able to, like, keep track of what's happening, like, in my imagination. Like, I can visualize a lot better what's happening. But early on, when it was, like, much more combat-heavy, and, like, when when there wasn't a lot of when dramatic they... or expressive kind when... of shit happening, it was a lot harder for me to keep track of. When they still bothered to level up their characters on air? Yeah, that really bored me. Yeah, that's the other reason I'm pretty sure I'm never going to get into Critical Role. The fact that those episodes are three hours long heavily suggests to me that they don't edit them, which means it's probably got all the boring parts of D&D still in it. I don't know. I only watched, like, I think maybe half an hour of one. Just from what I understand from, from the Adventure Zone and the campaign podcast, generally you got to record twice as long as you want an episode to be, because of, you know... Editing out all the hang on, I gotta look up this rule on page uh, 147. No, it's just grapple rules or grabbing rules, etc., etc. Yep. 
Yeah. Also, Griffin's really good about that because he'll just he'll just make up something. Yeah, it's because and then they'll roll like a seventeen, and he'll just be like, "Oh yeah, good enough." Apparently, some of their listeners get very mad about it, and they're like, "We don't fucking care. That shit's boring." Yeah, but to be fair, they've also very explicitly said that they they all play more for the enjoyment of the story and like character interaction and not the rules, no. which is enjoyable. No one likes a rules lawyer. Yeah, there some de- some nerds though. Some nerds. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Bum, bum. <laughs> uh, I have a very sore throat today, so I'm a little bit kind of raspy. Yeah, you're getting very croaky. I thought you were just getting sick. I'm really stiffly. Like the other thing we did this week was we gave Crazy Ex Girlfriend a try. I mean, it's fine. It's just. There are so many parts of it that just make me uncomfortable. I can't get over the premise of that show. Which, if you haven't seen the show, the premise of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is it's about this girl trying to nice guy her way out of the friend zone. Right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. She's this lawyer in New York who realizes she's miserable, and then she runs into this boyfriend she had for a summer when she was a teenager, and she's all like, oh, the last time I was actually happy in life was when I was dating this guy. So she moves halfway across the country. She was also, like, 16. Yeah. Well, well that's, been, that's meant to be a statement of how miserable she is. But, you know, she moves to the other side of the country, and it's like, just gonna kind of hang out with this guy, and, oh, look how good I am, and try to win him over to dating her. Which is super fucking creepy, let's be real. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, like, it's a decent show, it's got good parts. I hear maybe there's some actual bi representation in it later, but like I just can't. Eh, it's I can't get past the premise. Also, it's a musical, and maybe one out of four songs in that show are good. Yeah, I mean, none of, none of, like, the, none of the songs are. They're not terrible. They're not it's... bad. They're just very forgettable. Yeah. Which I mean, fair enough. I guess they are writing, you know, two songs every week, but eh. I mean, that Backstreet Boys parody was good, but. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because Karina's looking up utility belts and she's looking up martial arts gear ninja utility belt. That was the winkiest thing I've ever heard. Ninjas definitely had those little what the uh, fuck? springy clips. Oh, they're bought together. Ninja utility belt plus bunny ears plus a carrot. Pe- oh. Yeah, I was surprised it took you that long to get that. Well, I saw the carrot pen. I didn't see the police badge next to it. Right. Of course. Zootopia cosplays. Yep. I think that's all the things we've been up to this week. Because we've been working a lot. Yeah. 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 We were... I was planning on having this episode be about us talking about Lego Batman, but, uh... Oh, <laughs> God, <laughs> no. oh no. No, it's school holidays. We, we we got as far as we bought the tickets, and then we went to the line, and there were at least 40 children in the line, and we were like, uh, nope, about face. We would like to refund these tickets, please. Yes. Girl at the counter was very understanding. She was like, can I ask why? And I was like, uh, it's very crowded. And she's like, yep, fair enough. Yeah, like, she was actually really cool about it. She works there. I think she understands why people don't want to hang out in a cinema with, like, 60 schoolchildren. And not even schoolchildren, like, 10-year-olds. 10-year-olds are at school. But they're not, like, you know, like, a crowd of 16-year-olds, which... Can well, well, be well behaved if, you know, like, th- they're actually all, like, not fucking dickheads. Like, these are all, this is, this is like a giant crowd of ten year olds, which are practically incapable of being well behaved. Yeah, they're very excited to be out in the hospital, so. 
That's, that's fine. I will just we will just wait until the school ho- Easter holidays are over, and then we will go see this fucking movie. I can't imagine what it must have been like at the popular cinema. Unbearable, probably. Yeah. Unfucking bearable. Oh, I think that's all we got that we got up to nerd-wise this week. I'm getting ever closer to getting that achievement in Stardew Valley for catching all fish. But uh, all right, you want to move on to the nerd news? I suppose. Moving on to the nerd news. It's the news that is of interest to nerds. Okay. Tangentially. These aren't even real utility belts you're looking at. It's just are... a bunch of fucking superhero bullshit. Also, it's pictures of them. Those were clearly photoshopped images. Oh well. Nerd news. Nerd news item number one. Joss Whedon's gonna do a Batgirl movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that reaction summed it up for both of us, right? Yeah, yeah basically. I think... I mean, I think the nerd news is best reacted in the, uh, you know, the comics group I'm in online, which seems to be a pretty even split between, uh, this is exciting, it's the best news ever, OMG, Joss Whedon, and, oh, they're getting that 50-year-old man to write the movie about the young Supergirl. Yeah. Part of it also, I think, is I did not watch Buffy growing up. I've only watched it as an adult, and I've only seen the first season, and I am told it gets much better in the second season, but it's like, yeah, this is fine. I mean, his teen dialogue was pretty cringy when he was, you know, in the 90s. Now that he's 50, it's, I don't know what that's going to be like. I'm sure it'll be fine, because, I mean, I really like Firefly. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to give Joss Whedon a pass on writing all action teen girls, because he did Buffy. I, you know... Should have given the fucking job to a woman director. I mean, yeah. Like, I know plenty of people that have this huge hype about Joss Whedon, but, like, the whole premise of Batgirl, I feel like, is a lot more feminine than people are ever willing to admit. I... And not feminine as in, like, you know, inherently feminine, but just feminine in that, like, it's a thing about, like, female empowerment. And like do you mean, agency, do you I mean guess. feminist? I get well, fe- feminist, I suppose, but just that, like the whole, like you know, Batgirl struggling and discovering herself and being who she is. Like it's, I mean, it, it feels like a very like it, I, I'm saying a feminine story, as in like obviously I feel like a girl would get more out of it. It is a woman's story. Yeah. I mean, if they were, I don't think they are, because I'll say in a bit what I've heard. If they were going on like the the Batman, the Batgirl Year One story, or really any of the classic ways she's always done in media. The Batgirl story is teen or young twenties girl who's gonna do this thing that her dad and then the Bat people have told her she can't do. It's always like her having to prove to Batman Robin that she's good enough. Not really to her dad because her dad doesn't know, but you know. And I feel like a woman would kind of get that. Having to prove herself to all the fucking men. Oh my god, what would a woman director know about that? Yeah, god forbid. Yeah. What I've heard, though, which makes me a little concerned, is apparently they're going to base it on the Gail Simone New 52 stuff, which, I mean, some people are excited about that. I'm very hit or miss on Gail Simone as a writer. And by hit, I mean, I just, I mainly mean, I guess, that I just fucking love Secret Six. You read Secret Six? Yeah, I like Secret Six. Yeah, what I read of her back, well, the problem with Batgirl, like the couple of issues, few issues I read, it wasn't very fun. And it was, because this was the new 52 where they changed her from being paralyzed to not paralyzed. 
but the thing where she got paralyzed still seemed to be in continuity. So the whole thing was about her dealing with the the trauma of having gotten this spinal injury and having been paralyzed but got better. And it was just very dire and miserable, which did seem to be the new 52 aesthetic for a while in the comics, but I don't want to watch a movie about a fucking miserable Batgirl dealing with trauma. Also, her new 52 costume is terrible. It's all weird and armored. You know how it is. Yeah, I don't get the armor thing. I honestly don't know why they wouldn't, if you're going to do a big Batgirl movie, do it on the most popular version of Batgirl. Certainly right now, which is the... Oh, the cool other jacket. The Batgirl of Burnside, where she's got the purple jacket and that cape with the clasps. I think she's wearing, like, yellow docks. Doc Martens? Yeah, I think so. Very modern and hip and cool. Also purple, which is always nice. It's nice when she's actually in purple. It's nice when, like, all of your heroes don't just fucking wear heads to toe black. Yeah, she has that classic purple and yellow, like, coloration that she had from the live-action 60s show. But I guess we'll see. It'd be nice if they kept her half Latina. God, who knows? I mean, that's not really a thing. She's Latina in that Lego Batwoman... Like, sorry, Lego Batman movie, because she's played by Rosario Dawson? Is that her name? Claire. From Daredevil and shit? You know Claire. I don't know who her fucking actress is. Yeah, but you know who Claire is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she'd have to be half Latina, because Commissioner Gordon's been played by J.K. Simmons. He's pretty white. It's pretty fucking white. Yeah. I mean, Batgirl could be good. Warner Brothers haven't done a good movie yet in their DC universe, but it could be good. Maybe. The guy who did this uh, Lego Batman movie is also supposed to be getting a Nightwing movie now, supposedly. That implies they're at least trying to do fun movies. Oh well, nerd news item, one and a half, tangentially related. Apparently DC, uh, Warner Brothers are going to give Aaron Sorkin a DC movie to do. Mm-hmm. The guy who created the West Wing and he did the social network and a few good men. It doesn't seem very superhero-y. Yeah! He, uh, have you, you've seen one episode of The West Wing. Have you seen The Social Network or A Few Good Men? I've seen The Social Network. Like, his thing is political or kind of business dramas where people talk in rooms or walk down hallways quickly and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he said himself he doesn't know comics. He's never read comics. He's not really interested. Like, it's just not his thing. So it kind of sounded like they're just going to give him one of those big, like, DC Universe encyclopedias and he's just going to flip through until he finds a character and he's like, yeah, I'll do them. But, like, nothing he's ever done has had an action sequence. Even A Few Good Men, which was, like, his military thing, was a court dr- courtroom drama. Because it was originally a play, so, you know, that makes sense. But, like, what DC movie is he gonna do that's gonna be mostly a drama where people stand in offices and talk? My best guess would be he would do a... some sort of... one of those DC versions of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it'll be about S.H.I.E.L.D. interacting with the government and stuff. Maybe. I don't be into it because Aaron Sorkin, but like, what a very odd choice. Well, oh, Crane is fading. We better get through these quick. She's getting very tired. A cold? She's making a face. I can't tell what it is. She's making a grumpy face. Cold? Sleepy? Hungry? <laughs> yes. Gassy? No. You hungry and mean? Yes. I'm always hungry and mean. Alright, let's power through these. Shout out to Dristan for that quote that apparently you've remembered for fucking months. I'm sorry, but that- It's from a fucking Pokemon game. Yeah, that one Pokemon trainer who's like, I'm hungry and mean, that is... You know, it's true. (laughs) Fuck off! (laughs) You love it. 
You wouldn't have drawn yourself as that Pokemon trainer if you didn't. I drew it because Driston is my friend. <laughs> and he knows that you're hungry and mean. Well, I mean, he does. Alright, Nerd News item number two. Comics Alliance shut down and it's very sad. Comics Alliance was the only good news comics news website. That sucks. I stand by that statement. Look, let me tell you the differences. Comics Alliance would have things like LGBTQ week, where they would, you know, interview LGBTQ creators and review acronym books and talk about the status of representation in the mainstream books. They would have, like, romance week, where they would, like, spotlight romance books. They would also just have weird shit posts. One of my favorite posts I've ever done on that was the top ten list of top ten lists we could have done. Like, top ten ways that Batman's an introvert just like you. It's a good shit post. But they got shut down because, you know, they're a fucking comics news website, so they weren't profitable to the media company who owned them. So now they're all going their separate ways to their blogs and Patreons, I guess. Once again, capitalism ruins everything. So it means we're kind of stuck with the uh, mainstream comics news websites, which really are just kind of there to recycle press releases from the comics companies. Eh. Oh, I'm very sad about it. No news item number th- th- three. That Doctor Who fellow's getting a new companion, and she's gay. Cool. That's cool. Does finally means that someone is not going to be, like, fucking in love with the Doctor. I don't think people have been in love with the Doctor for a well. Donna wasn't. Donna wasn't because Donna's pretty great, but she's also a heinous bitch. Donna was so good. She's, you always like the mean ones. She's my favorite of the three of the first three companions. You always like the mean bitches. She wasn't. Wow, mean. that explains a lot about why you like me. Because <laughs> you're Holy hungry. Because you're hungry and mean. God. Donna wasn't mean. She yes, had, she was. She just had no time for his shit. She was kind of mean. She just had no time for fucking fawning over him. And uh, uh, redhead Amy wasn't like in love with him. I mean. It, she had this weird thing for a while before she, she actually decided, oh, maybe I should fall in love with an actual fucking well, human. Well, no, she had a thing for him, but I think it was mostly, I'm about to get married and I'm kind of panicking about it or something. I guess. Whatever, she got with Rory and that was the best companions they had on that show. It's true, married couple was pretty great. Apart from Wilford, Wilford was the best companion. <laughs> pretty fucked. Donna's granddad was the best companion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Clark chick was alright. Souffle girl. Oh, I guess. I like. We didn't watch it after. We stopped watching Doctor Who after that first season with the new guy. Which I liked the Stephen Moffat episodes because I always love those episodes. But every other episode in that series kind of was not very good, so we sort of fell off. Like, remember that episode with trees? Oh, really? Like, all these trees suddenly showed up in London overnight or something. Mm. There were a lot of very eh episodes, and they were clearly having trouble figuring out the new Doctor. So. But I just got a new companion, and she's gay. I mean, she's not a Victorian lizard person with a katana, but... Not every companion can be as cool as the Victorian age lizard detective and her wife sidekick. Okay, Watson. And their Suntaran butler. Oh, yeah. Because that guy was their butler. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who is so good in that you can introduce these characters, kill them off in their first episode, but then just keep bringing them back as timelines. Well, that's exactly what they fucking did with River, wasn't it? Yeah. I think she might have come back again last season. Wasn't there some weird thing where, like, River and the Doctor were supposed to be a thing? And that was super uncomfortable and didn't make sense. River was his wife. Yeah. They were married. Made no sense. Matt Smith, Doctor, and River were married. Yes? Yeah. Why? 
they liked each other. I wasn't. I didn't love her, but she was all right. I didn't hate her. She felt a little forced, to be honest. I just like. I don't know. There was just so much about that whole dynamic that I just wasn't really okay with. Yeah, I did kind of feel like we were told they were love more than we were shown it. Yeah. Oh, nerd news item number whatever number we're up to. Or yeah, that's the one. Nickelodeon discovered nostalgia money. <laughs> we're getting ninety-minute Invader Zim TV movies, movie a Hey Arnold TV movie, and a Rocco's Modern Life TV movie. I'm tentatively interested in the Invader Zim one. I haven't watched Invader Zim in like probably eight years. I do not know if I'll still be into it. I don't know if I can still be into it as like an adult woman. I'm surprised you were ever into it, especially some of the gross shit that happened on that show. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't I know. Di- I didn't like uh, some significant portions of that show. Yeah, I don't know how you dealt with that Postulio episode. I don't remember it. For the love of God, do not tell me anything. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you about it. That one was a uh, that was some pretty fucking gross shit. On the other hand, they did Room of the Moose, but like. But I was also like you know 14 when it was really big, and Gur was like a massive hot topic item. So. Yeah, I was like 19. We didn't have hot topics, so it was you couldn't get much. Yeah, well, I grew up in like you know the greatest country in the world. Not right now, because it's kind of falling to shit. I'm mostly just trying to rag on Australia here. The look I'm giving you. I don't fucking care. I mean, all the original people are coming back from Vader Zim. When he was actually listening to a trailer for it, I kind of looked at the screen without my glasses on, and I was like, what the fuck is Raz doing? <laughs> Why is Raz doing such an evil laugh? Yeah, also because, you know, more than anything else, I've been exposed to whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, Richard Horvitz. That's the one. Uh, mostly in like the Psychonauts 2 stuff, like the promo stuff. He's also Daggy in Angry Beavers. Oh yeah, and Angry Beavers. Sadly enough, Alpha 5 in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's not a highlight of his career. Whatever. Yeah, I'm terribly inter- interested. Well, the original people are back, you know, the creators involved, so. I just don't know if I would think that Roman for Moose is inherently funny as an adult. It's a little lower random. Oh well. I mean, Richard Horvitz always did a great fucking performance on that show. You know more Camel tried out for that show? Huh. I don't think he could uh handle the screaming vocally. Maybe not. Fry also tried out. Eh. For Futurama. Would have been as good. Uh, he probably would have done Yonan right. Vasquez decided not to, I think, because he was like, Yeah, we don't want to have that guy who's really well known for doing like a sci fi cartoon character on our show. So let's get this other guy who's really well known for doing a Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah. Do you care at all about the Hey Arnold or Rockwood's Modern Life movie? I mean, I guess I'm interested in the Hey Arnold one, but not terribly. I am too, but like, I never saw the first Hey Arnold movie. Me either. Cinemas. Rockwood's Modern Life, I, yeah, I was into it as a kid, and a lot less into it now. Again, Again, there's a lot of gross shit into it that I'm really not into. Yeah, kids are really into gross shit. Gotta say, really glad Steven Universe never went down that route. Oh, thank God! I do not think that I could watch it if it was. It's never done gross out humor to my to my memory, anyway. I mean, like Steven's had snot running down his nose sometimes, but I think that that's it's usually supposed- when he's crying. No, that's what I mean. It's supposed to be more that he's crying so hard he has snot running down his nose, which is more a testament to the fact that Steven is a really good character, especially a male character who isn't afraid to show his emotions. Sometimes Amethyst eats gross stuff, but it's more like old laundry. It's not even like or like you know cans. Yeah, it's or not. Tea e- bags. It's not even like 
you know, gross stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Even her trash pile room doesn't really look that bad. It's all very clean trash. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like fucking slime or anything. No. Yeah. We'll see how long it is until Nickelodeon do a fucking Angry Beavers movie. We'll see. Gotta get that 90s nostalgia money. Okay, item number five. There's gonna be a Squirrel Girl TV show. Also, technically, the next Warriors. The new Warriors? Fuck it, the new Warriors are... Eh, they're one of Marvel's C-teams. I think they're kind of like a Teen Titans, but, you know, like C-listers. Well, what matters is Squirrel Girl's gonna be in it. I finally read the first two issues of that Squirrel Girl book. It's good. I mean, it's... I don't know if I'm into Squirrel Girl as a character. I'm into her because Ryan North writes her really well, and he's a good comedy writer. But it's a positive sign that Marvel are doing a comedy TV series. I mean, her name's Squirrel Girl, Karina. I don't know if you know Squirrel Girl, but you can probably guess what she's about from the name. I have literally no interest or knowledge about this character. She has a squirrel tail. She talks to squirrels. She has the proportional strength and speed of a squirrel. Her gimmick is she's the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Like, she always wins. Like, I think her first appearance was she fought Doctor Doom and she defeated him by summoning squirrels to crawl, crawl in his armor. To, like, crawl in his pants. The book she's in is really good, so, I mean, hey, promising, they might have, like, a fun TV show. I haven't got this far in the book, but I'll be excited if they bring in her, I guess, sidekick, Koi Boy. He's presumably got fish powers. Item number six, Card Captors getting a sequel anime. I mean, that's... Interesting. It, that whole story kind of wrapped up, though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she's got to do more card shit. Wait, didn't... Didn't... Um... Little lion guy? Didn't he get cured or whatever? I mean, I think so. Caro, that's his name. Yeah. Also, it's weird, because the trailer looks like she's exactly the same age. So it's probably, like, one year later. There's a trailer out, but it's... Just shots of her walking down the street and standing on the cherry trees and sitting in the classroom. Like, it just looks exactly like any generic footage from the old show, but, you know, done in a more modern animation style. Interested in principle. Alright, we're up to the final news item, Karina. Finish wiping those tears away. <laughs> You're almost done. You can go back to napping and listening to Adventure Zone in a minute. <laughs> Keep it together, Karina. You're almost there. Stay on target. <laughs> Karina. Use the board. Karina, you turned off your targeting computer. Is anything wrong? <laughs> God. Luke would have been so hated if he'd fucking missed that shot. Yeah. Well, oh. everyone would have fucking died. Sorry, I turned off my targeting computer because of the ghost of an old man I met two days ago told me to. Yep. Or two months ago. Space travel, so who knows. Final news item. Half of interest. The patching Mass Effect Andromeda. Well, from what I hear, Mass Effect Andromeda is a fucking train wreck. The two things they've patched so far, that's, okay, it seems like they've patched the mouth algorithm and the eye algorithm. So the mouths look less creepy when they talk, and the eyes look less creepy now. Looking at side by side, it looks like the problem with the original eyes was they didn't have shading. Like, they're just, like, white. And now it looks like they actually have, like, shadow cast on them and some, like, wetness shine and stuff. So they look less like creepy dead doll eyes. And apparently, I don't think they've done it yet, but they're promising they're going to patch and fix the trans character. Okay. Because if you don't know, listener, the problem with Andromeda was there's this trans character who, like, pretty much the first time you talk to her, because, you know, you fucking go and talk to all your new crew members, you can ask her, like, why'd you come to the Andromeda galaxy? And she's like, oh, yeah, I was working in the lab, and it was the same old shit with beakers and things, and everybody knew me as Steven, and I just had to get away from that. 
So this character tells you that A, they hated being referred to their by like called by their dead names so much that they left the galaxy to get away from that life. But B also just tell you what their dead name is in the same breath. So now they're gonna patch it to like, you know, fix it so uh, the writing on that character is better. Hey, at least they're fixing their problem. Shouldn't have have happened in the first place, but uh because it would seem like the problem is they didn't actually ask any trans people about this trans character. We did so not terribly with Krim. Ah, well. Laura Kate wrote an article over at letsplayvideogames.com. Seems like the reason Krem didn't suck was because they did talk to trans people. Krem was originally gonna have all this shit in his backstory where, like, there was gonna be, like, sexual assault in his backstory, and he wasn't even gonna tell you he was trans. Iron Bull was gonna tell you in a conversation and, like, basically out Krem, uh, out Krem, and Krem was like. But that also makes no sense for Iron Bull to do that as a Kunari. Yeah. Well, luckily the writers actually, like, reached out and talked to some trans people, and trans people were like, no, don't do that, do these things instead, and Krem ended up working. Yeah. Like, I think the example in the article was there was gonna be some comment about, like, Iron Bull was making about having to, like, you know, help Krem bind his chest and stuff, and it said they changed it around, so it's Krem talking about binding Iron Bull's chest, and it kind of got made into, like, a joke. Oh, yeah, something about how, like, oh, at, at least my tits aren't as big as yours, boss, or something like that. No, it's, it's something about that, like, you know, do they even wear shirts in the queue, or do they just have those harnesses? You know, those, like, bra straps or whatever it is. Like, it's a harness. Yes! To harness your billowy man bosoms. <laughs> yes, that's the line. <laughs> Yeah, turns out, if you want to write a good trans character, uh, ask some fucking trans people about it. Oh, related, Karina. Do you want some, a uh, little bit of exciting news? You probably saw it, because I saw it going around Tumblr. Apparently, Griffin McElroy, on some podcast or other, put the word out that he's, like, wants to put a trans character in the next Adventure Zone. And he was kind of saying, like, hey, this is my email, hit me up. Let me know how to do this. And, like, not make it bad, because I don't want to fuck up introducing a, a trans character. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yep. Yep. Like, if you're going to write about other people's life experiences, ask them about it. I mean, I did something very similar with a character who, when I took him out of, like, the original universe that I put him in, where he was, like, a shape-changer, so, like, his gender was literally fluid, um, I decided to make him intersex, and I actually did end up reaching out to, like, a person who I personally knew who was, and, like, I went onto, like, an intersex forum and stuff like that, and I, I did personally also try to make sure that I was as educated as possible about representing this person. Yep. Writers, do your research. If you can research fucking guns and how space travel and all that shit works, you can do some research to find out how other people's life experiences are like. It's not even that complicated. It just involves talking to someone. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of that news. That nerd news. It has been a short week. It is a short recording because we're both pretty tired. Next time, hey, hopefully we'll be able to talk about that Lego Batman movie. Next time, hopefully we're not going to go to the cinemas when there's like literally 60 bajillion school children. Well, we might have to go next week. I think Easter is this weekend, so we probably have to wait another week. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Well, then you're away for like the weekend. Two weekends. Kind yeah. of stretching into Tuesday. Well, I mean, I have to work on that Monday morning anyway. Yeah. Where will we go on the Tuesday, ideally? Yeah. Cheap Tuesday. It's fine. I gotta come up with some sort of plan for when you're out of the country. 
I suppose. Very much doubt I'm gonna do like a 3 a.m. fucking phone call with you to record a fucking nerd podcast. I think that there's still one more weekend to go with my count. Before you go to your conventions? I think so. Because it's the last two weekends in April, and technically the Melbourne show stretches to like 1st of May. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh well. I mean, I'll probably have lots of nerd news to bring with me when I'm back from Supernova. Well, I feel like all your Supernova news is going to be, it was very tiring and exciting and I did a lot of volunteer things. Well, yeah, but I mean, I learned shit about pop culture while I'm there. You can find it's just that I'm more focused on doing my job than absorbing this media. You can find out what the hot nerd item is. Remember that year it was thought-controlled robot cat ears? Oh, yeah. That was a thing. That was certainly a thing that a lot of people spent like 60 bucks on well, for that weekend and probably put in a closet forever. I mean, you have to put them onto your ear, which really pinches is the thing. I thought they were a headband. Yeah, but you have to like clip a thing to your ear. Ah. So it reads your pulse or some shit. Yeah. I really gotta pee. Can we finish? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We will wrap up. Next time we might remember to do a bit and get out of this. Well, we in a maze or something? Something like that, We're yeah. still in whatever maze we're in. Still in the ice castle. Hey, guys, guess what? Talking about that fucking ice castle brought the cool weather. Oh, yeah. We invoked it with a sigil, Grant oh. Morrison style. Are we going to start talking about how much treasure we find on this show? Well, I mean, I've got to summon that money to real life. I found, like, some plus one gloves to fucking strength, which is literally useless for me. You should wear them anyway. But then I have to get rid of, like, my plus, like, plus one willpower gloves. Just put gloves over your gloves. Not how video games work. Now, you know what? Cut the fingers out of one pair of the gloves and just put the gloves over your gloves. Ezra style. I mean, any of our Patreon supporters know that, like, my little persona that we do for these bits also doesn't wear gloves. Yeah, that's because you're wearing bangles. Yes. You can't wear two things on your hands at once. Clearly. Video game says no. It's my wrist slot. I can only wear one thing. Yeah. It's like how video games only let you weigh two magic rings. You should be able to wear ten magic rings. Yep. More. Skyrim only lets you wear one ring. What the fuck? Well, it's clearly a cock ring. Oh, God. No, like one ring per finger. Oh. Not ring per finger, ring per hand. Yeah, I don't know, it's fucking stupid. It's clearly to stop you stacking rings like crazy. Uh, I'm sure the magic interferes or something. Alright, let's wrap it up. You can find this and all our other episodes at our website, knightsofpodcast.com. That's knights with a K, because, you know, fantasy and D&D and all that shit. You can uh, send us, send us, I don't know, comments, feedback, your opinions. Just say hi. At our email address, askknightsofpodcast at gmail.com, or on Tumblr at knightsofpodcast.com. You can probably Google Knights of Podcast and it'll come up with us, I hope. I haven't actually tested that, so who knows if that actually will. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash knightsofpodcast. If you want to see some pretty fucking good art from Karina, maybe you want to drop us $5 a month? See that exclusive Karina art? It's pretty good. It's a lot better than the uh, art I put up for these episodes. That's really lazy <laughs> art that I put no effort in. Karina actually put like F puts effort into her art and is good at it. So you know, I mean, that's you want to see why that? I get paid to do it generally. That's why. But I mean, if you don't want to give us five bucks a month, you can't afford that. I mean, that's understandable. I got no money. Like, drop us a dollar a month. That's the price of a coin you found on the ground. <laughs> that that analogy got away from me real quick. 
Also, the talking got out, ran out, steam. No good talk no more. <laughs> we gotta do that third Dragon Age episode sometime. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's, uh... Goodbye, everyone. Fairly well. Get the fuck out of my tavern. We're in a tavern now. We found the tavern in the ice castle. In the maze, in the ice. That's how fucking lost we are. We found a tavern run by ice goblins. Well, they gotta. They're gonna make. They a make. Fort, a, they make selling to all the other adventurers trapped in this maze. Exactly. They also make a really, really mean frozen daiquiri. It's just like a fucking colony of lost adventurers set up in this maze. Probably. Like, if we go a bit further on, we pro we'll probably find, like, a fucking bank. Like those little towns you get inside whales. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. But this is inside a maze. Yep. Alright, let's try to get out of the maze next week. We'll try. I was about to say see you on the flip side. We're not going out on that intro. No sorry. Fare thee well, adventurers. Yes, fare thee well.